Welcome to Not Great. <laughs> I forgot the name. <laughs> Not Great. Not Great was the phrase that just kept popping to mind for the entirety of 2017. Mm-hmm. So that's the name of the show now. Mm. This is a podcast where we shit on the canon and canonize the shit. <laughs> And I love it. We just uh, live in the trash culture like little raccoons, rubbing ourselves in trash and wondering where we put the gin tonic that our friend gave. Oh, it's so far away from me. It is so far away. I am here with Melinda Kashner. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get that gin and tonic to you. Oh no 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 no! That ship has sailed. No, it's fine. I'll well. put it. I'll put the mic down at some point and go get it. Great. When I feel the need. We just came from Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I was going to say when you were talking about the raccoon in the trash and, and this shit, uh, a big part of that is no shame. Yeah. No, no shame to be the raccoon in the trash. No. No shame to be at B-dubs. We have the cutest little hands and <laughs> sweet little masks. We're washing our little buffalo wings in the river. <laughs> <laughs> it is really cute that raccoons wash their food. I know. It's honestly more than I do sometimes. So, like, hats off to raccoons. I was thinking about how I didn't wash the limes before I put them in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows what kind of trash we're drinking. When did you get into the B-dubs lifestyle? Okay, so it's interesting. <laughs> I did not go to my... F- I went to a B-dubs in Indiana. I'm from Indiana. We're both from Indiana. I didn't go to B-dubs regularly until I moved to LA, which is backwards. Um, but I also had never had a buffalo wing until I was 25. What? Yeah. So. No, 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 no. What? That's how it happened. I were, don't... You, were you like vegetarian as a child or something? No, I guess I just, you know, I, I've never been a big meat eater. And a, a buffalo wing specifically is like a really personal, you have to like really tear it apart, not be afraid of meat. Yeah. And I just was always averse to it. And now I fucking love it so much. And because once I don't, I honestly don't remember when I first had one, but I know I was 25. And then that's all I ate for like two weeks straight. For real. I would just go to B-dubs constantly. Yeah. In LA. In LA. Amazing. <laughs> do, you, do you think that, um, that that primal like tearing into mm, flesh mm, thing mm, that's yeah, part of it mm, it's part of it <laughs> did definitely. you not need that in indiana I you knew here <laughs> i guess not or i just uh i i also really love mangoes for the same reason mm. um because you just the only way to eat a mango is to just tear it apart with your teeth just get in there um although the way that i usually eat mango is from one of the street vendors in LA. it's already cut up Fuck, I love street fruit. <laughs> street fruit's good. Yeah, street fruit is so good. Do you get the spice? I get the spice. the spice. I get the spice, I get the lime, I do not get the salt. Because oh. the, the tahini already has salt in it. Yeah, it seems that's kind of redundant. That's kind of redundant. And I get no hikama because it's, I don't like it. Oh, okay. Well, I do. <laughs> Next time you can have mine. Thank you. But yeah, so I do like the tearing apart, but. I, I think as as a younger kid, I was just like, eh, meat is gross. But now I don't give a fuck. I mean, meat is probably <clears throat> gross. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's accurate. You have to turn that part of your brain off when you're eating meat. Yeah, I think that the whole appeal of meat is to turn your brain off. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that primal sure. flesh-rending thing. I know that we just had beat-ups, but now I want to go get Korean barbecue. <laughs> Korean barbecue, though, you don't really tear the flesh because it's so thinly sliced. True. 
Um, I guess it's sort of like the other side of the spectrum where it's just like this beautifully prepared and sliced meat, like designed and catered for you and your desires. And like, so whereas Buffalo Wings, you're like tearing it apart like a scavenger and then Korean barbecue, it's like, oh, I'm a princess and you are presenting me with this beautiful bulgogi. Um, I watched this show that will come up on this podcast a lot, I'm sure, called Terrace Terrace House. House. (laughs) Okay. Specifically Boys and Girls in the City because um, Aloha State did not have the same extent, but um, every restaurant they went to on Terrace House involved cooking your own food. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. There was one where you fished. What? Yeah. Where you you went and they had like this little pool. And I don't remember, I think that you just had, like, nets that you would scoop out, and then they would prepare those fish that you caught. I love that. I I couldn't do that because... Really? Because it's too personal? Yeah, because I should, if I wasn't um, a gross monster, I would be vegan. Mm-hmm. Like, if I right. if I listened to my better angels, I would be vegan, but sure. I tend not to. Would. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So- it's just too close, too close. I am not about picking out your lobster from the tank. I think mm-hmm. that's fucking weird. But if I'm like fishing for it myself, I kind of want to. I I want to do that. And there, are, I think maybe it's also that they're all marked for death. It's not like any of them are ever going to get away. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're right. But they also had a place where you made your own noodles, and that seemed fun. <laughs> well, that's that does sound like a good time. That was one of Uchi's first dates with Minori. They went to make soba. <laughs> Uchi Minori. Aww. I saw the first season, I think. There's only, of Boys and Girls City, there's only one season. Then so what's Aloha whatever? Um, Aloha State is the set, yeah, so there's... Okay. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, this is what this this is what the podcast okay, is good. for. <laughs> um, for me to just spread the gospel of Terrace House. Yo, you so should. first there was Boys and Girls Next Door, and that was like in a beach city somewhere and it's the only one that actually had a terrace that the house had a terrace yeah i always wondered what the like why was it called because hmm i don't know i don't know i wonder which one i saw then i think i'm sure you saw whatever's on boys and girls in the city which is the first netflix season right and that one is 43 episodes i think and then <laughs> was it the same people the whole time? No, that's no, what no, I thought. No, no. I they thought rotated they out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. That's why I was so confused by like how many seasons there were. No, the crazy thing about Terrace House is people just like voluntarily leave. Huh. They're like, I, I feel like I've I've learned all I can from this experience. <sighs> or like, you know, they've tried to date like four or five different people and it didn't kick off. So oh. they're like, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> that's what happened with Tap. Oh, tap. Oh, tap. That's so beautifully, like, not American. Yeah. It's the, like, Great British Bake Off. The appeal is, there's no drama. You come, you experience, you, you grow, best. and then leave. That's what they do on Terrace House. Everybody <laughs> yeah. just shows up, tries their best, mm-hmm. and dips. Oh, nice. Um, Except for Armand, who was American, and he just stayed there the whole time. That makes fucking sense. But Ugh. he's a beautiful. We can't fault Armand. Okay. You say okay, like... Uh, <laughs> Was it History of the World? End of the World. End of oh my world. god, <laughs> that's exactly it. I can't believe you know what that is. Of course I know what of that is. Of course you know what that is, but it's just so funny that you remember ever even watching it. Again, this is what the podcast <laughs> is about. Okay, so. It's just, god. That's so funny. I say it all the time, no one's ever like, 
known what that was. That's funny. <laughs> what was, was that your favorite of, like, the E-Bombs World videos? E-Bombs World Albino Black Sheep, remember that? I don't. It was sort of the same thing. I think they linked to E-Bombs World. But, uh, yeah, I've, I, I try to remember, oh, there's, like, Salad Fingers, it all started with, like, Homestar Runner, mm-hmm. all of those, like, what was there to do on the internet back then other than, like, weird AOL chat rooms and then just, like, E-Bombs World? Yeah. And there was... That was my, yeah, that's when I started comedy. <laughs> fucking end of the world. Uh, I remember Kenya. Kenya's one of my favorites. Kenya, I don't know Where Kenya. can you find lions? <laughs> Kenya. From the Kenya, we've got lions. That was a good one. I don't know that one. That sounds... Sounds great. There's there's more to the song, but mm-hmm. like I did sing about half of the song. And it was one of those ones that looped. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like um like Badger, 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 mm-hmm. Badger. That one looped. Yeah, I didn't Badger, care Badger. for Badger. Um, there was one that Bob Nugent showed me. Oh man. <laughs> that was just somebody saying, "What was it?" It was white people, eh, 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 black people, do, 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 white people. And it, it looped like that. All and right. in college, I for sure opened that page and then locked somebody's computer. <laughs> so that it was just doing that. That's beautiful. Do you remember Aisha? No. Oh. What's Aisha? This one is sort of like um, a music video, I guess. Uh, it's this like little weird white boy in his room and it's like but apparently the song itself is an actual song I don't know like by Shaggy or something like that perfect <laughs> oh, and I it's love just Shaggy. him doing like a music video to that song but it's he, it's him doing the beat it's him doing the singing he sounds horrible and it's uh, Aisha Aisha and then I don't know it's, but it's very very embarrassing for him and I love it um, I want to go back to Shaggy, though, <laughs> because I, I was finding myself down a YouTube K-hole recently, mm-hmm. like I do, and mm-hmm. I watched I watched the video for It Wasn't Me, obviously. Yeah. Then I watched the video for Boombastic, <gasps> wow. which I always thought was the superior Shaggy song. For sure. And also kind of, it samples Let's Get It On the way that, like... Does it? Yeah, the way that Wild Thoughts does um, Guantanamera. Which fucking Carlos Santana song was it that that, that is even from? Like, you are asking the wrong person. <sighs> I'm really sorry. I'm on a Facebook group for mm-hmm. fans of the song Smooth. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even, like, ironically be into that. I hate it so much. I think I don't like it now, but I feel like I did discover my sensuality. Ew. Like dancing to that song. Were, were you a Spanish Harlem Mona Lisa? <laughs> That's when you really came into your own. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. God. I mean, I've actually I went to see Santana in concert. How'd that go? I hated it. My did mother he, loved it. Did he promote his shoes at all? No. Santana, I feel like, is a pioneer in weird items to sell because he has ties, he has shoes, he has wine. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. His shoes are, like... I remember there's the infamous Macy's ad where, like, everybody, all the celebrities who sell their shit at Macy's are in it. Um, Who's in it? He Is this he. recently? No, this was in, like, the early aughts. Mm-hmm. It was, like, Jessica Simpson, Donald Trump, Martha Stewart, P. Diddy, what? Santana, that's J-Lo. That's an all-star lineup. But, yeah, that's how I found out about Carlos Santana's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> never... a shoe line. 
He had a shoe line before Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, like take that into consideration. That is a pioneer. Are they all just like red boots? Like what? Are they sneakers? They're not sneakers. No, they're like. Because he had ties, and in my mind, the shoes have the same like painted silk vibe as the ties. They're like Mm. slingbacks. I definitely saw some and tried them on at Nordstrom in Indianapolis, the Circle Center Nordstrom. Yes. Rip. It's gone now. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. It's something else now, but it's no longer a Nordstrom. Well. And that broke my heart. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wasn't much of a Nordsider. I loved the steel encounter there. Now go to Circle Center Mall. Yes. I would get a crepe from the crepe place. Mm -hmm. I would go to Nordstrom. I had my, like, go-to... I had a stylist, a makeup stylist, that I would, like, get tips from at the steel counter. Really? Yeah, the steel counter and Bobby Brown counter, I would get stuff from every mm-hmm. time because I had a girl there <laughs> who did my makeup. A plug. <laughs> um, and there was, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but there was, like, a restaurant within the food court. It was, like, a freestanding building inside of the food court. Yeah. And it had all this, like, bullshit, like, Wolfgang. It might have been a Wolfgang Puck something or other. Probably was. But, like, California cuisine and, um, (laughs) like, series of three tiramisus and, like, dipping sauces and all that shit. It was very, like, 90s uh, cuisine, and Mm -hmm. I loved it there, and I thought it was the height of elegance. Uh (laughs) I had a birthday dinner in that... um, Fancy there, restaurant oh, inside the mall food That's court. fucking awesome. I, I made my parents drive 45 minutes oh. to eat dinner in a mall for my birthday. <laughs> that, is, that does feel very 90s. Oh. And did you get the birthday tiramisu? I did. Yeah, it, was, it had a raspberry dipping mm. sauce and a raspberry glaze because okay. it was the 90s and everything had raspberry purees. Yes. And I think I got, like, a bruschetta with, like, balsamic vinegar dipping areas. Oh, my God. It was a drizzle palooza, that place. Fancy. Fancy pants. Good shit. Well, we were talking about Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) Which is the opposite. Actually, no, it's very much... Oh. I'm trying to think of all the B-dubs that I've been to, and I do call it (laughs) B-dubs. Oh, for sure. Uh, As all true aficionados do. There's a B-dubs that's in... The the one in Burbank is kind of in a mall. It's a mall feeling. It's like an outdoor mall feel kind okay. of thing. But other than that, I feel like they're mostly freestanding, which is weird. I feel like they should all be in a mall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should be right next to Dick's Sporting Goods. Exactly. <laughs> the two go hand in hand. I mean, what else is there to say about B-dubs? Um, what's not to like? <laughs> it's good quality stuff. I feel like a lot of people, when they find out um, I'm really into beat-ups, they're like, well, I don't get it, why? But most people, I end up going there with them, and they love it every time. I would say the one we just went to is maybe the worst experience I've ever had at a B-dubs, not <laughs> company excluded. <laughs> but even still, it was like, these wings are damn good. It was a perfectly acceptable time. It was a, it was a bit Twilight zone because no one was there. No, it was dead there was no one there and yet the the line in the women's restroom was like <laughs> there were eight people in line that's insane there were six people eating there and there were eight people in line at the restroom yeah do you think they were just um passers-by they were taking know. advantage i could have been i think that a whole family went in at the same time and that oh, sort of caused a bottleneck issue mm-hmm. yeah. um we're not here to talk about restroom <laughs> lines we're here <laughs> to for you to explain um what all flats means. <laughs> so I will say that um, 
I prefer flats to drums when it comes to a buffalo wing. Okay, but what is a flat? Okay, so a flat is a, kind of a more what you think of a wing. It's like the traditional, it's like the wing of mm-hmm. the bird. Um, and then the drum is like the leg. So those are, those are, that's the terminology. I didn't come up with this. No, there was a sticker <clears throat> on Melinda's food that said all flats. And right. you said all flats to the waiter. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and then he didn't have any follow-up questions. So mm-hmm. I, I knew that everyone else but me understood. When you're in with chicken wings, you know what a flat is. And you know what a drum is. It's cool. I think I've always thought of them as one bone and two bone. Really? I don't well, know, or, like, or like drums and wings, or right? Like the, or you know, like the wing, wing, like the wing. I would have, you know, two years ago, I would have said drums and wings as well. However, <laughs> now that I am more intimate with the industry, it's flats. I'm gonna petition for one bone and two bone. <laughs> and you um, like a two bone? Oh no, I do like a two bone, but um, that's confusing to me because one two bone is smaller, but it feels like two bone should be bigger, but it's not. So. It's less meat because there's more bone. It's the same volume, but more space is being taken up with bone. I think there's more meat on the flats. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I was saying about drums are so inconsistent. Sometimes you just get, like, a bulky boned drum. <laughs> and, like, sometimes the meat on the top is just so, like, fried weird or, like, tough to eat. So you really, I get more out of the flats. Yeah, because there's a lot of connective tissue that gets sort of lumped in <laughs> on the... That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Um, when I did my birthday challenge, okay, I went all flats, and at first I was scared because I should yeah, I should, you should back up and explain <laughs> what the birthday challenge was. This was a completely self-imposed challenge. No one asked me to do this but myself. <laughs> um, this past year I turned twenty-seven, so I for my twenty-seventh birthday I went to Buffalo Wild Wings and I ate twenty-seven buffalo wings, and I asked for all flats. Because at the time, now I think there is technically more meat, but at the time I was like, they're smaller, it'll be easier to eat. Mm. And the waiter, like, gave me guff. He was like, well, that's a lot of wings to just get flats on. And I was like, hmm. I was like, well, if you could accommodate it, that'd be great. If not, I understand. Um, <laughs> and he did. He did give me all flats. That's funny, saying something really nice in <laughs> the supercilious tone. <laughs> well, if you could accommodate it, would be great. Uh, is that where your buffalo princess room is? That is the, the buffalo princess. In Melinda's room. And um, one of the, like, the three things that she has on her walls <laughs> yes. is yeah. a paper crown from Buffalo Wild Wings that says Buffalo Princess. That was a, a really genius marketing tactic that Vito's had for a while where there were paper crowns all over the restaurant. You could just grab them as you as you wished. And they all did, said different things. There was like Sauce Boss, Wingman, Buffalo Princess. Um, obviously I identify with Buffalo Princess. There's also, uh, a tapestry. Yeah, that was, um, taken out of a, the trash at Collins many years ago. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Um, it, it's painted, but in the style of Hungarian embroidery. Is it now? <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, guess there's so. a star chart. That, okay, so here's how not into decorating I am. These paper things you see, there's like a there's like an old timey map. There's a star chart. There's a couple of floral. These this is from the scrapbook section at Michael's. Okay, it's just those paper you get for yeah, scrapbooking. Yeah, really good like, taste oh, in. Like, yeah, this on my wall. I think that's very brilliant. Thank you. Thank also, you. outside of your room is a framed photo of the piece of paper that's advertising that you can buy this frame at Kroger for two ninety nine for a dollar. For a dollar, I'm so sorry. So, 
Christmas just happened, and my mother sent me a framed photo of our family, which I didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> and what's sadder is I, I, I recognized the photo from being at, like, our house growing up, and I was like, Mom, like, why did you, you should keep this. And she's like, no, I still have ours. This is your grandmother's, and she died, so now we got it back. And I was like, oh, thanks. I just got a bunch of my dead grandmother's old shit for Christmas. Oh, fuck. Yeah, um, ugh, whatever. It's fine. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but that was... So I took the family photo out, and I saw the paper backing was from Kroger from, like, 20 years ago. And it's... So I put that up instead of the picture of my family. I really like it. <laughs> I really like yeah. it. Well, thank you. Um, um, Colin's aunt gave us, like, pretty normal Christmas presents this mm-hmm. year. It's, it's hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, but she did wrap them in a pizza box. I assume unused or cleaned mm. or I don't know. You think so? Where are you? If you where right did now, you get you it had, though? Exactly. Where did you get it though? Yeah, that is a good point. That's not a clean pizza box. <laughs> There's no way. It's like for a personal pan pizza, like a tiny one, like not tiny, like tiny for a pizza, but you know, mm-hmm. a decent sized package. Okay, yeah. It's clever. It I is. Can't really falter for it. I mean, is she the kind of lady that would happen upon a clean pizza box? Because it could happen. Yes. Then, yeah. It's possible that she's just had them in her garage for a long time. That's so funny. I don't know. I love it. I, so, my, <laughs> this is so off topic, but my my roommate got her, like, her family sent her Christmas presents here. And they were, like, in a nice USPS post office box, all wrapped very cleanly and plainly. And then mine... I felt like Weasley, which is a big box. It's like falling apart. The post office had to like tape it back together. <laughs> They're just like packing peanuts and newspapers, just like spilling out of it. And I was like, oh God, mom. It's embarrassing. My parents send, like tend to send this traditional gift of like the the nuts and fruits of our people. Like oh, just yeah. all the stuff that they get from Blooming Foods, basically. And they send it to anyone they have to send a package to. <laughs> yeah. And then I also... <laughs> They also sent us one travel size shampoo from a hotel oh. and one um whiteout pen. What? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so the travel shampoo is very <laughs> parents. Like I could see anyone's parents doing that. And so many mints from S and What? So many. Actually, that's a good gift. <laughs> oh, because I always would eat. I would eat theirs whenever we would go mm-hmm. to a restaurant. If they have after dinner mints, they don't eat them, and then I constantly eat yeah. after dinner mints. I love them. Mm-hmm. So my mom like will save them in her bag and then give them to me. Like when we would have, um, like we would have dinner mm-hmm. once a week while we were still living in Bloomington, and so she would just give me all of the mints that she had accrued in the week. <laughs> that's really sweet. And now she's just mailing them. Oh, dude. My mother mails me coupons for allergy medicine. <laughs> just like, I'm like, I don't need, how much allergy medicine do you <laughs> I, Granted, it's a purchase I make regularly, but I, and also it's like, we don't have Meyer here. I can't just go to, um, she's insane. It's sweet. It's so sweet. Oh, fuck. We don't have Meyer here. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. No. We have Ralph's, which is close to Kroger. Ugh. Which always makes me feel better. Me too. I love Ralph's. I get weepy in a Ralph's. Me too. For sure. And I see like the Kroger packaging and I'm like, oh. I know. Cincinnati. Because I I, uh, I do. I tend to think of Kroger as like the all father, which is a term that <laughs> Morse used for Odin because he provides uh-huh. all things. Yeah. Yeah. As does Kroger. It's where I would get 
you know, my pizza, anything, my alcohol, that other foods, probably particularly that that Kroger, mm-hmm. which was walking distance from from the bars, bar. yeah, yeah, and from my home. It was exactly distant. Oh, that's it was true. Distant, and that was my like. Dude, you had a nice setup. If if. I misjudged, and I need, like, a mid-walk pee. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Yep. It was perfect. I miss that Kroger. I do. I miss Dirt Kroger. <laughs> Dirt Kroger. I don't like people who called it Kroghetto. No, that was it's always tasteless. stupid. Yes, yes. and tasteless. It's Dirt Kroger and Bougie Kroger. That's true. Bougie Although, Kroger. that's what people called Krogucci. Oh, I like Krogucci. I call it Eagleton Kroger. Eagleton Kroger. Yes. Don't they have a fountain there now? I hear there was a fountain. E- Fountain? There's a fountain at the Eagleton We went Kroger. to, so all, Kroger's across, Kroger's and Ralph's and all of them across America were mm-hmm. having a, the most, the most wheels of Parmesan cheese open simultaneously what? across America or whatever promotion. And, and Colin and I went to the one at Eagleton Kroger. When was this? It was like right after they opened. It was great. Yeah. We got we got to eat some um, shaved parmesan. Some shaved parmesan right after the wheel was cracked. Wow! Which is like when it's freshest because I don't know if you know this. The minute you open the minute you open a wheel of cheese, it's dead. It's oh. like it's like when you pick fruit or something. It's the uh-huh. same. It's like the the fermentation stops and it starts going stale that minute. Wow! I didn't know that. I've never. I need to experience this. It was neat. There were like. I don't know. So is there any people there to like <laughs> see the cheese get open? And we were two of them. So is this like a world record now that Kroger has? I'm sure. Here is the trick that I do with wings. Yeah. And I think this certifies my trash person <laughs> uh, bona fide is better than anything. Mm-hmm. Is I will save the bones and then make stock later. Really? Yeah. We do this with uh, wings, if there's like a bone-in steak, lobster, if we go to Outback Steakhouse, we'll save the tail. Outback Steakhouse has lobster? Oh, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Outback Steakhouse has, um, it's truly magnificent. Oh, this is killing me. Outback Steakhouse has a deal where you can add, this is when they don't have endless shrimp, they have a deal where you can add a lobster tail to any Entree. Yes, I think I've heard. Or I want to say nine ninety nine. Um. Okay. I have not been to Outback in a very long time. There's one in Burbank. I've been dying to go. No one will go. We with have me. to go. I love Thank Outback. God. No, because they the food is actually cooked very clean. If that makes any sense, yeah. it's just like mm-hmm. they just cook it. It's just food. Yeah. It's just like they take a broccoli, they heat the broccoli, they take right. a steak, they heat the steak. It's not it's like not, like drizzled in right. Like, it's not guy fieried up. No, no, no. There's yeah. no donkey sauce to be had. <laughs> no. Oh, well, how do you feel about the blooming onion? I could honestly take or leave the blooming onion. Yeah. You I notice I call it a blooming onion, <laughs> <laughs> which is incorrect. <laughs> I didn't apostrophize it. It's for sure blooming onion. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not the hugest of fans of the Bloomin' Onion. Well, I don't like onions, but I will absolutely get it. I'm not going to not get it if I'm at Outback. I still think the best onion rings I've had are the ones at the Trojan Horse. This is just like a deep Bloomington content <laughs> I episode. Oh, Bloomington. I'm into it. Um, there's a, there's good trash in Bloomington. There is. Pinkles. 
I still have never been to Hank. You've never been? No. I think they kind of got outed as, like, Trump people. Yeah, I think if you're expecting everyone in Bloomington, Indiana to adhere to, like, IU ideology, then you can kind of fuck off. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm wondering, I mean, my timeline of Bloomington's a bit off because the first, like, few years don't count because I was on campus. I Mm -hmm. I didn't even, like, explore the city very much. Then I dropped out. (laughs) And then Bloomington was open to me. And that's when I would experience more. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And that's when I would go to Smoke and Jacks. Because that's like off campus. It's very off campus. It's by one of my favorite, speaking of Bloomington Trash, a place that I never went that has moved, but they kept their phone number. It was Swing. <laughs> okay. Because the thing I remember most about it was its neon phone number that ended in four zeros. I don't remember what the first three numbers were, but it was zero 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 zero. But it was Swing In Pizza. Oh yeah, which is on I want to say Seventeenth Street. Yeah 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 yeah. By my old middle school, which was also the Good Sledding Hill. Oh, deep Bloomington content. Gosh, deep, deep Bloomington content. I was reminiscing about my Sledding Hill, but this was east side of Indianapolis, Paul Ruster Park. Shout out to Paul Rust Park. Paul Ruster. Okay. Not Paul Ruster. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Paul Rust. Oh, yeah, I know. Paul Ruster Park. Anyway, that's where we went sledding. Remember okay. Guster? Yes. Just that it was a band. I do. That's funny. They came up, I think they may have come up during Egg Roll Bar Crawl, which is something else we can Perfect talk about. Perfect Perfect seg. And I think, Tell me about Egg Roll Bar Crawl. Okay, so Egg Roll Bar Crawl was another completely self-imposed <laughs> challenge, I guess. Um, Undertaking. The, it was the brainchild of my friend Mike who really came up with the concept of doing, you know, like a bar crawl, but instead of you get a drink at every place, you get an egg roll. Um, and also a drink. And you did this on Christmas Day? On Christmas Day in Chinatown, because that's when they're open. Yeah. You know they're going to be open. And, um, and you're not going to have to deal with, like, other people being around. Um, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Um, Where'd you hit? Did you go to the club that advertises very prominently that they were in rush hour? Oh, okay. So we've tried, we've tried twice to go to that place, actually. And both times we've been there, there's no music playing. Mm. The restaurant is completely silent. And you just couldn't, we, no, couldn't we, hang? We would sit down and we're like, gotta go. And we'd leave. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable in there. That's amazing. And I, I, think, I think they trap people because they're like, oh, this was in a movie. But it's it's a very uncomfortable dining experience. Do you think they've kept the background music off since they were in Rush Hour? Because they didn't want, like... No. This is a dumb idea that they didn't want, like, the audio mixing in with no. the filming. No, no. Oh, Do and they were like, still they cut it off and they just right never there. cut it back on? No. I don't think that. I think they just don't know how to run a restaurant. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. The best egg roll we got was the last stop, but also that's when we were the drunkest, so who's to say? Um, Ocean Seafood was a good place. Where is that? It's somewhere in Chinatown. Somewhere. Couldn't tell you, but it's Ocean Seafood is the name. And they have like a bunch of like mirrors and chandeliers, and it like looks really nice, too, but it wasn't so expensive. Um, and the gin and tonics were great. Nice. The other place I really liked was, like, somewhere in the middle we went to, uh, the Plum Tree Inn. It's a restaurant, I think, and the decor is very, um, 80s. It's, like, um, sort of like a coral, peach-colored vinyl booths. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, just the weirdest art ever. In the back corner, there's just, like, a huge framed Beatles poster for no reason. (laughs) 
like not even Abbey Road, like just like it's a their faces oh. and like this weird. It almost looked like a queen. Anyway, it was just weird. Wait, like the A Hard Day's Night cover? No, it's not that. Okay. It was something I hadn't seen before. Okay, it was like someone made it themselves and hung it up. I don't know, but it was out of nowhere. Um, just there's a Beatles poster and then almost no other decor. At the um at the Cha Cha Lounge in Silver Lake, uh-huh. there are velvet paintings of Red Fox. Yes, and um. Oh, left my brain. No, I'm thinking... He's a nice guy. Mr. Grinch? Don Rickles. <laughs> oh my god, that... that oh, I hate my brain. Don Rickles, R.I.P. Yep. They're both dead. Well, oh yeah, that's Bad true. news That's true. <laughs> Red um, Fox, also R.I.P. I was thinking of someplace else. I don't think I've been to the Cha-Cha Lounge. Cha-Cha Lounge is great. Um, Jamie Loftus told me that... Taylor Lautner can be found at the Cha-Cha Lounge more uh, often than not. Wow. And nobody is sure why. Were you there on Christmas? No. I feel like you posted something about it. I went there a couple of days before Christmas and lost my voice trying to talk over people and, and see Taylor Lautner and it didn't happen. <laughs> so you got to go back. How often have you been? I've been twice. Both times, no Taylor Lautner. But I did get um, Cracker Jack out of the vending machine there. So oh. A+. Plus. Okay. I really like the Cha-Cha Lounge. I don't know that I want to see Taylor Lautner, but if I knew, like, oh, I might see him, and then I didn't, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, it's like, I had no interest in seeing Taylor Lautner until I found out that it was, like... That it could. ...on the agenda (laughs) as a possibility. Right, exactly. I saw Haley Joel Osment at a bar. It's, like, the only... Oh, wow. ...bar celebrity sighting I think I've had. He was bloated and drunk. Oh, he's very bloated. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't fault that. Mm-mm, no. As a look, bloated and drunk is... That's my... <laughs> yeah, standard. Pretty much right there. Yeah. Um, if you could get drunk with any celebrity in a hotel bar, specifically a hotel bar, mm. like in Peoria, Illinois, oh, who would it be? See, my immediate answer is going to be boring, but it's the truth, and I feel it strongly, it's Bill Murray. Okay. Because, obviously. Yeah. And I know that it sucks, like... Everyone, you know, it's, there's two things to it. One, everyone loves Will Murray, whatever. But two, it's that thing of, it could happen. Yes. Because of the mystique surrounding Bill Murray. And I like that, that, like, it could happen. Also, he's got family in Chicago still, so he might be in Peoria. Right. Or I could be in South Carolina, Mm -hmm. where he lives or wherever. I didn't know he lived in South Carolina. He sometimes. does. I think it's South Carolina. Does he have, like, a beach house, like, in one of those weird beach places in South Carolina? I honestly don't know. I think he has his sons... Li- I know too much about it. His sons live there, and so he lives there part of the time just to be with them. Mine is Ray Wise. Who's that? Ray Wise was Leland Palmer on Twin Peaks. Oh. He's in Fresh Off the Boat, which I love. And he was on the show Newsreaders... That was on Adult Swim for a while, which I also fucking loved. I don't know any of that stuff. He played, um, like, an Andy Rooney type Mm. character, like an old man commenting at the end of... It was, like, a fake news show. Uh It was spun off of Children's Hospital. Oh. Um, And, like, because, like, they would have the the newsreader specials of behind the scenes on Children's Hospital with, like, the fake people. Okay. This is... Possibly even less interesting than the Bloomington stuff earlier. But I would pick I would pick Ray Wise, who okay. was the um, dad on Twin Peaks. And we other both stuff. choose older. I'm assuming is he a drunk? Uh 
his character on Newsreaders was, but I don't know if he is. But personal, I mean, we can all assume Bill Murray's Who picked old men? Old old men drunk. Do you yeah. do you envision yourself as a drunk old man? Because I do. Yes. Not saying you, I'm saying as myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that my inner self is probably like an older drunk man. Do you think Statler and Waldorf were drinking up there? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Do you think they were, like, huffing stuff, too? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> do you think they had poppers? Now, okay. Oh, no. Now, yes. this is the question. Mm-hmm. Were Statler and Waldorf older, mean gays? Mm. Or were they heterosexual, possibly married and avoiding their wives by getting drunk in this low-rate vaudeville theater in the middle of the day? As much as I want everyone to be gay, I do think that they... Were heterosexuals avoiding their wives? They could be homosexuals avoiding their wives. There is a third option. That's true. It was the seventies. I just pretending think... to be the twenties, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, no, I think they were straights. Um, good old boys. The one I figured out or noticed for the first time that the Swedish chef just had real human hands, like he wasn't even wearing like flesh colored gloves. What? It yicked me out so bad <laughs> that I cannot watch. Any sort of chef things. Yicked. Yeah. It was yucky and icky. I was yicked. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got hands. Did you want him to be wearing gloves? Yeah, if he, because like Bunsen Honeydew has human sized hands, but they're in like green felt gloves. If he had on like flesh colored <gasps> felt gloves. Oh, they're I'd human be okay. hands? But no, he's got like fucking knuckle hair. No. It's gross. That's weird. And you know it's two different people's hands because of how those puppets work, too. What the fuck? I had no idea. Yeah. It's so yucky. I can't ever look at this. Fuck, that's gross. I have which to is, look at this. Which is a shame because, like, I really love when Danny Kay played the Swedish chef's uncle because uh-huh. I just love Danny Kay. And Danny Kay also was, like, a big chef. He was very into cooking. Danny Kay, this is, I just want to, like, shoehorn <laughs> this fact in real quick. Yes. Danny Kay got super into making Chinese food and had a Chinese restaurant built into his house. And it had, um... Uh, this, like, ice troughs between, like, so it was, like, it was a Benihana setup, so it had, like, a walk range and, like, a flat-top stove, and then there were these ice troughs between the seats and the, um, from the the flat-top, so it was like a Benihana, but actually had better engineering than current-day Benihanas, (laughs) and it was just in his, like, backyard. Mm -hmm. Love Danny Kay. I love Danny Kay more now, but... That reminds me of Barbara Streisand. Oh, and her, like, shopping center below her house? Yeah, but, I mean, you've seen the pictures. Mm-hmm. It's really just a bunch of, like, doll stores, right? They, I remember seeing a lot of dolls. Oh, that bumps me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love doll furniture, but I hate dolls and doll houses. I hate doll culture <laughs> so much. Growing up, I remember for Christmas, my mom would get me, like, a Victorian doll. And I was like, no, don't no. do this. And she was like, oh. And the next year, same thing. I got another doll. I was like, do not. I don't want this. And she did it, like, a couple more times, and I had to stop. And I still have, like, three Victorian dolls. She wanted me to be a doll person. So it is Higgy, Huga, Hugga, Higga. So it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E, which you think would be Higga. Whatever. But it's Danish, so it's Huga, which is stupid. Huga. Huga. And 
as far as I know, the Danish people aren't, like, an oppressed population, so I can make fun of their language for not being English. Um, it is the Scandinavian word for a mood of coziness and comfortable conviviality with feelings of wellness and contentment. <clears throat> and you think that's good things. Uh, yeah, to, traditionally, to be cozy and convivial mm. are nice. Right. But it sucks. <laughs> My main issue with Huga, ugh, other than how it's pronounced, is... I'm going to keep calling it Higgy. You should, as a protest. <laughs> um, Higgy is... My problem with it is I don't like the aesthetic of it. Mm. And I don't like how it becomes, like, sort of this, like, goopy, Gwyneth Paltrow-y, my lifestyle is better than your lifestyle competition thing. Yeah, and, like, it does seem like... A competition to see who can knit with the fattest yarn. <laughs> exactly. A little bit. Who has the biggest balls of yarn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love comfort and cozy, but I don't want to feel like I'm failing myself because I'm not always comfortable and cozy. I honestly don't particularly care for being cozy. <laughs> you don't? No. I like things to be more airy, I guess. I don't really like being snug. That is a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it a little bit oppressive to be like, it feels more confining and less That's true. I, I hate socks. I don't like, I, I agree with you there. I do like being comfortable. Like I need a fluffy bed and, but I don't like to be swaddled Mm-mm. for sure. Like cuddling sucks. <laughs> After, like for five seconds, it's great. And then it's just And then it's like, no, I, I would prefer space. Of course. Yeah, I Huga think... is for people who are codependent <laughs> and need, didn't, weren't held enough in their childhoods. Yeah, or want to make, like, cider into a moral virtue. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because it's an aesthetic choice. It is not mm-hmm. actually, like, a, a moral good to be cozy. Right. Especially since so many things that are, like, Huga uh, <laughs> affiliated are, like, sweatshop made. That's like, true. Like, those people are not having a Huga time. <laughs> Exactly. It's like they might be in the warmth of a sauna, mm-hmm. but for too long. Sauna. Sauna. Like, I get what I get. What year we're in. Mm-hmm. I understand the times and how they are a not great. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't even mean for that to happen as <laughs> I was talking, did. but here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast is called Not Great, in case you've forgotten. <laughs> But, like, all the stuff that we do to sort of, like, mitigate the effects of the year or of the culture, like, even self-care, I yeah. don't have a lot of room for. Right. That's an, it's another thing. It's, it's just another way to remind yourself, like, oh, I'm failing myself because I'm not. I think it's interesting that I think of, I think of self-care especially as a way to justify shitty behavior, and you see it mm. as a way to, like, as, as yet another unattainable goal. Right. Whereas I think of it as a way to, like, pretend that you don't have goals. Right. Because I, I definitely see it your trying way as well. Is, like, not trying is self-care. Like, oh, you can exactly. relabel so many things as self-care. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That can be abused, for sure. Um, I guess Huga can't be abused in the same ways, ex- exactly. I guess, like, Huga is... <laughs> you something... sound like your vomiting. Uh, yeah, because that's it. what the fucking word is. It makes you want to Ralph, but not like Ralph. We like Ralph. Yeah, we like Ralph. We hate Huga. 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 Uh, it's just, there's nothing about it. Of course, I do want 
you know, I like the big yarn. I like the the wood accents. I like the flowers, but, like, I don't... Although, honestly, I don't like that wash of wood, like Scandinavian maple. You don't? I don't like a pale wood. I like a cherry varnish. I for sure prefer a cherry varnish, but I I could be surprised by a Scandinavian <laughs> wood. Um, um, you know what's good style? I used to knit, and yeah. I don't really anymore, but... If you take a normal sized yarn mm-hmm. and knit with the gate, like the there's huge knitting needles yes. that are made for like a huga type uh-huh. yarn, and if you use that to knit like a little, like Regular a little yarn? yarn, it looks almost like lace. Oh, really? It's very cool. I wonder. Or like if... like fishing netting. It's somewhere between lace and fishing netting. <laughs> My roommate is really into knitting. She's also really into hygge. Mm. <laughs> and so I'm going to ask her, because she recently knit something that was sort of lacy, and I wonder how she did it, and I wonder if she knows that trick, and I will pass it on to her. Um, I should clarify and say she's not, like, into hygge. She sort of is, laughs about it the way I do as well, but she's definitely more into it than... Does she use Pinterest? She's not, like, a Pinterest person, okay. but I bet she probably has one. I don't understand she's how always do- She is always doing cute shit with jars. <laughs> and she's knitting. And she makes our apartment nice, so I can't be mad about uh, it. Cute shit with jars. <laughs> like, what kind of cute shit? Well, she just puts things in jars. Okay, like, Whereas, like lights and stuff to make it look like there's fireflies? No, that's a little... That's too basic. That's too hooked Too, too... <laughs> It's not, though. Is that Huga? No, because I'm wrong, because fireflies are a summertime thing, and Huga is a winter thing. All winter, all the time. That's a thing, too, is, like, I don't care for for the wintertime. See? I like fall. I think Mm -hmm. of it as sweater weather, like knee socks weather. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a time where the clothes I like are the most comfortable. Yes. But that's the only reason. Well, and the quality of light is nicer. I like fall light. Mm-hmm. See, I like a, I like a winter sun, even though it's been zapping me of my energy. Um, I like winter a lot. I love winter. Um, but I think that's part of what I don't like about the Scandinavian wood is it's like, it, it feels summery, and I don't like that. It does feel a little summery. Scandinavian wood is like a summer ale. <laughs> it's a fucking shandy. It is a shandy. It is a shandy <laughs> of don't a care. varnish. I don't care for shandies or sours. I like sours. I like a sour a summer, and then I'm done with sours until I, next year. Honestly, in general, I don't know nor care much for the fancy beers. Mm, right. That's one of the things of, like, good culture that I don't like. Right. Beer culture is as obnoxious as weed culture, which is the most obnoxious culture. Weed culture, I think, is more obnoxious even than beer culture. <sighs> and, like... But, like, have you talked to a home brewer? That's true. But, like... Ugh. But now... Because we, we're getting... I feel like we're getting bullshit weed culture from, like, every side of of culture at large. Because mm-hmm. we still... We still have, like, stupid like dorm room deadhead sticky icky but have you done so and so on weed Mm -hmm. culture but then now we also have like the goopy yeah i say hygge is weed culture yeah is like weed lube and stuff (laughs) right weed lube very much like i as somebody who manages their period pain with animals oh yeah yeah i was about to ask you if you tried weed lube too no 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 I don't think I would. 
I don't want to brag, but I uh, I don't need lube. <laughs> right. Yeah, but but it, but have you tried it on weed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Melinda, where can people find you? Internet. Internet. <laughs> Uh, Are you at things? On things? I am at Cash... My last name is Cashner, so my Twitter handle is Cashnerd. But I don't even... I'm not that nerdy. You just got it when you got it. Mm-hmm. I like math. Math? Math's I think good. that qualifies me to be a nerd. So, at Cashnerd. Cool. Twitter. And I'm at BethyBSQU on Twitter and at Bethy Squires on Instagram. And I have not secured any sort of social media presence for this podcast yet so suck it (laughs) it was very fun to shit on things thank you i enjoyed just talking about making stock out of bones that i take from restaurants i have more questions oh we can keep going (laughs)